Thank you. Thank you so much for making the time, by the way. I um, So I connected with Chris a couple times in the past, and he had briefly mentioned to me, even in December after your first single from Slow Tide, he's like, oh, yeah, like I kind of like worked on this with Spencer. And I was like, this is so cool. It's so different from, cool. you know, I yeah. know you've like, had side projects in the past, but this is Slow Tide's really cool. It's such a different vibe. Yeah. I mean, I've worked in you know, like on all sorts of different types of music throughout my whole life, you know, and it just happened to be like, you know, one of my bands stuck, <laughs> you know, like I've been right. playing in bands my whole life. And, and, and I worked outside of Under Oath ever since Under Oath has happened, like different artists here and there. Um, I almost did a solo thing. I did that Sleepway project was a duo and Chris actually played in that live and he played on that record. Um, and while that was kind of fizzling and Underworld was kind of getting back together, I was like writing for maybe like a solo thing. Yeah. It was more, it was more in this lane of what I'm doing now. And it kind of like led me there. Like I was writing in New, like I was living in New York at the time, writing out there. And then I was flying to LA and working with writers and different producers, which I'd never done before. I had a different manager for like a couple months and he just kind of like threw me out there. You know, he was like, you gotta go do this. Go so, meet these people. <laughs> yeah so i like went out of my comfort zone and just flew around and wrote with different people and made a lot of different friends that way um and like some of the stuff after working on other artist stuff that i remember meeting up with one of my friends nick and we were just like what do you want to do today i don't know let's just i just want to do something that i want to do you know like i want to make a song that i want to listen to yeah in my car and that's kind of like the music that i always listen to because i'm always surrounded by heavy music so i don't typically listen to it a lot so um me and my buddy Nick made this song. It didn't make my record, but it's like inspired what I started to write after, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, like we were jamming and and it was like this surfy kind of, you know, where like in the same lane of what Slow Tide is now. And that kind of was like, yeah, man, this is just like kind of the shit that I want to make, you know, like, and uh, I ended up making a new Under Oath record. And then right before COVID hit, I started writing for like my first, I was like, I want to make a solo record. Like I really want to do this. And then when COVID hit, like, boom, it was like, I got nothing else to do, but make music. So I sat in the back of my house and wrote this whole record. And then eventually when I was done with it, I went to Micah who was in there for tomorrow with Chris. Yeah. And, and Micah produced my record. So I went, I went, I love Micah. He's like, family to me like even though i haven't spent as much time with him as some other people like in my band he's one of those guys to me that's just like a brother you know like yeah i love that like he's one of those people you just like you can really be yourself around him he's just like love just pours out of him you know so i was like i want to make my record with you and like because sometimes when you're doing stuff alone you could be like making shit and you don't know it because you're like in it you know so you have no I, um, off of. yeah so i wanted to bounce stuff off of him so we got there and then so me and micah re-recorded everything i played every instrument on the record except for drums i did play one song on drums but drums isn't really my thing and i had chris play a few songs on drums i had my uh friend hayden from sort of slide play a few songs on drums and then Aaron from Under Oath played a few songs on drums as well. So we ca- I kind of have a couple of different drummers on the record, uh, Chris being one of them. But yeah, just got in there and recut everything that I wrote alone over COVID and really like focused to make sure it was exactly what I wanted. Because if I'm going to do a 
solo record and like branch out i want it to be like a hundred percent me you know like absolutely so yeah like i love making heavy music with my friends the under oath guys but like i save that you know what i mean like i don't go yeah. from working on growth i don't go home and start riffing on like heavy stuff i'm not like a metal guy i never right. have been i'm a music guy like i love radiohead and coldplay as much as i love deftones and i don't know whatever heavy band you know what i mean like yeah. I, i'm not i'm just i like good music so i don't really typically want to come home and write heavy music when i'm not working on heavy music with with the guys in under oath so that's kind of where this came from and um it's not like a side project either like i'm gonna put as much effort into this as i do under oath and really focus on the next 20 years of my career being these two things that i do you know that's amazing. I love that. I was going to say, like, even as an artist in general, I feel like that's what makes you good at what you do is you're so well-rounded in everything. It's not just like you pick a lane and you stick to it, but you enjoy listening to all different types of genres and experimenting with them too, because you can't just be fully focused in one forever. Like you're going to want to expand. Like that's just naturally a part of it. And I would assume that it makes you feel a little bit more fulfilled too, to have like the two different genres that you're working in. Yeah, because you know, I think of like, there's people in bands and there's people that like, like say, I guess artists, it sounds so cheesy to call yourself an artist, but like, no, not at all. if you truly, if you truly love creating, I, I imagine I use this analogy a lot. Like if you were a director, like a, um, like a movie director, would you only want to make horror movies? Yeah. Even if that's like your strong suit, like if, that, if that's your shit, like you make great horror movies, but I'm sure there comes a point in your career where you want to branch out and do th other things that you love. Like, I couldn't imagine, I don't know anyone that only watches one style of movie, you know? Right. And, and I, I look at that like with being a songwriter is that, yes, I, I maybe will never write a country song or a hip hop song, but like, I, never as far ever. as like <laughs> anything, yeah, right. But like, as far as everything else goes, like, I'm just, I'm just a huge fan of music and writing music and performing music. So, if, um, yeah, it, it's very fulfilling and liberating to be able to, to do things that make me happy. And granted, Slow Tide is in such a beginning stage. There's not like a huge following yet. We're not, you know, I'm just in the building stage right now. Right. I'm like kind of putting down the, the groundwork now. Like we're on the bottom floor. But like as it builds and takes off, it's it's cool because it's, I'm doing it myself and very hands-on. Like every email that gets sent out, like I write it, all the responding to all the social stuff is me because I can right now. Yeah. Um, which is, I haven't been able to do that in a long time. So it's exciting to be able to like even connect with the people that are paying attention right now is it's really fucking cool. Cause I'm like, damn, like these people actually do care, you know? Cause there's yeah. no, there is no like built in with this. It's like, if I went and made some metal record, like, yeah, 50% of the under oath audience would be there like that, right. you know, but that's not where my heart is. Like I do that with my dudes and I don't want to do that. I'm not looking for like a cash grab. You know, I want to make music that makes me happy. It's a different side of me that people don't know. You know, like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it is a lot of fun. And I, uh, I'm excited for people to hear the rest. I'm going to be dropping songs like every six weeks or so, give or take, you know, six to eight weeks or whatever. Have, yeah. Cause you've got yeah. so far. I really liked uh, Lay Low is my favorite. I love that one. Yeah. It's very much like, 
local natives kind of meets growlers kind of meets tame impala i was like i can't put my thumb on this but i just like i live in southern california too i was like this is such the socal vibe i love it yeah i mean like i grew up skating like it's that was like my life was music and skateboarding and that's kind of like i wanted to make my sound feel more like my lifestyle like make a lifestyle okay. sound and yeah and it's just like it's just me tapping into like i don't know i i typically enjoy listening to music the most obviously the gym is one thing like right like everyone listens to music in the gym but like my favorite times to listen to music is like when you're in a car alone and it's like me too. you it's know like so it's like when you're a night drive and I, and I think about that when I'm writing this kind of thing because like what do I want to hear yeah so I do the same I do the same thing with heavy music like if Underworth is going to write a song I'm not a typical huge fan of very many heavy bands there's few and far between that I really really adore um so when I'm making a heavy song I'm like what it what what is it that I want to hear and like not saying that I know best just that's the only way if I can make myself truly happy and my band happy yeah, we're making something honest here and honesty people tend to latch on to and they love like yes. when you're trying to do something that's not you is when it doesn't work that's why i think so far with the slow tide thing i was expecting to get crucified some you know like by the heavy audience or whatever but the people that are paying attention all like love it and and i think it's just because it's truly is just me going like okay, if I'm going to look at myself in the mirror and go, what does my brain want to hear when I drive my car or when I'm riding my skateboard down the road or going on a walk or in the woods or whatever, like, this is what I want to jam to. So, and then, you know, there's part of me that goes, what do I want to play live? Like, how's it going to feel obviously when you're writing down music, but most of the time I'm just thinking about like, what do I want to hear that I'm not hearing already? You know, there's tons of it. Like you mentioned Tame Impala, who's everyone's favorite, you know, everyone loves Kevin Parker's stuff. Oh, yeah. and it's incredible. But, you know, a part of me, when I hear that stuff, I go, man, what if there was like a pop vocal on this? Like, yeah. That's where my brain, it's my brain, you know, so that's, it. yeah. So like, I, I, you know, that's where my brain goes with that kind of stuff. And so that's just what I try to do is make something that I want to hear, you know, um, that I'm not hearing right now. So that's always the way to do it. Like authenticity always connects. I mean, even as a writer, that's the advice that I always get too. It's like not so they say write what you know, but the advice I usually give to other writers as well is exactly what we said about music, write what you want to read. And I've like, I've experienced, experimented with all different types of writing the same way as you with music, like journalistic writing. And I've written five novels and now I'm writing like a nonfiction music book about the emo and oh, pop cool. scene and everything. Cause it's like, it's different, similar for you. It's like, it's different avenues for your same creative outlet that kind of satisfies the whole, right? Like you're learning different pieces, but like what you said, like write what, write whether it's music a book whatever write what you want to hear what you want to read and the first time I took that advice for myself wound up being my best work so I feel like that's exactly what's Sick. happening here with you it's yeah. like, like you said you're like what's awesome. out there? and then it's authentic and I'm glad to hear people are connecting with it well so far too I was going to ask what the reaction's been to slow tide the, the reaction's been great there's just it's not like a lot it's at the very early stages. So I had, like you said, like I, I put out neck high and then there was like a, a huge gap in time, which really kind of was like a false start for me. And that was just a legal battle stuff that was going on in oh, the business and, and nothing to do with me. The record was done when I put out neck high. It wasn't like I was waiting to finish stuff up to put out more songs. And that kind of sucked because it was like a false start and there was some press there and stuff, but now we're kind of doing a restart, um, which is fine because like, I think 
the world's in a better place right now to receive music. Like with that whole post COVID first year was just yeah. wild. And like, I think this is, and you know, everything happens for a reason. I know that sounds cheesy, yeah. but I just, I, I tried to, I fought that for a minute. I was really upset about that, what was going on behind the scenes and felt kind of hurt that I was kind of caught in the crossfire because it had nothing to do with me or what I did. It was just business stuff going on behind the scenes. It wasn't allowing. Yeah. It was, I was, I was like a, yeah. So, um, when that got all worked out, you know, I just, I, I, I'm stoked that where we're at right now. And I think there's a lot of room to build and, and I'm not a big social media guy, you know, it's not like I've got millions of followers online. Like most singers and bands of our size have that because yeah. they played that game. And I was kind of anti it for the longest time, just cause I don't know. It's just my personality type. And, you know, I use social media now, but I didn't for the longest time just because I just didn't like it. You know, I, it, but I see that I see the benefits of it now. There's no point to fight this kind of stuff. And um, but yeah, so it it's all like right now is spreading the word and like doing stuff like this, like like podcasts and interviews and, you know, people that are reaching out now. I'm, I'm doing it all because every little bit helps like if five people hear this interview that didn't know about slow Ted, that's five new listeners you know and i think yeah. all that shit matters because to me like if i were to like compare this to how under Oath started or any of my other bands started it was in the era of like live music and you had to cut your teeth live right yeah. you had to and you started by playing shows opening for other bands and they word of mouth would go around like, Oh man, the opening band was thick. Like I should go to the merch table and check that out. And now it's kind of done through the internet. So there is no VFW hall show. There's no grinding it out on, you know, opening for some band and no one knows who you are yet. Now you've got to be well known to even get a tour. Yeah. And you've got to be streaming extremely well before satellite radio picks you up. And you gotta be streaming and satellites going to be blasting you before FM picks you up. Like there's so many layers to it now. So now I'm looking at what we're doing now in my compartmentalized brain. <laughs> right. like I'm doing the, I'm doing the VFW hall work right now. I'm doing like, like responding to all the comments and the, the DMS on the slow tide page and the email blasts and the sharing and having everyone reshare the song and the yeah. posts. Like that's like, that's our VFW hall. Like all those kids that are, listening now and a part of it now are the people that i remember the same way i do with under oath like when i see the kid that's been coming to our show since we were playing a hundred cap room in atlanta and now that's like three thousand caps sold out but they come and they're at the meet and greet i'm like man i fucking remember you guys like this is so sick <laughs> we talk about how it started like i think it's cool that i'm getting to do this now and start over because all these kids like i've already built relationships with these kids online that are like yeah. sharing stuff and like commenting on everything I do, I'm like, these are like the people helping me build this. Like yes. even more so than like the label or management. It's like those people, like real people that actually like what they're hearing and they're sharing it with their friends and their followers or whatever. Like those are the people that are building it with me, which is so cool because it does feel community-based. It does feel like you're like, and we're like doing something together. Like, yes, I'm the one that wrote the music and I'm playing it for you, but you guys are helping me build it because without yeah. you, I don't got, I don't got shit. I've got, you know, whatever, 60,000 followers on Instagram that maybe 1% <laughs> of them will listen to it because all they care about is hearing what under Earth news I'm going to post, you know? So it's like, 
these people are actually helping me build this. So it's, it's super fun. And, um, and, uh, yeah, it's just really, really gratifying right now. It's, it's just a cool process to be in because I haven't been able to do this. And with under oath, you know, everything is filtered through all the members. Like, sure. yes, it's, it's my, my lyrics, me and Aaron work on the vocals and that's, it's like my, I'm the front man. And it's, you know, typically I'm the one doing the interviews, but like all the other stuff is filtered through the other members. Like, is everyone okay with this? And it's filtered through the team and it's the social media posts are through us, you know, part of the management company or a part of the label and the publicist right. and this, there's all these in that's where, what has to happen eventually. You, the members don't have time to do all this kind of stuff, but it gets to that point where things get, they snowball, and, you know, that's where you want to go if you're going to be successful. But it's cool that I'm getting a chance to do all that shit myself again. And it's really my words and coming out of my mouth. And like, I'm not like getting a thing sent from a team going, hey, we're going to post this. Make sure you're cool with it. And me going, cool, post it. I'm, yeah, like, writing, yeah. I'm like writing it out and like being like, this is what I want to say to my pe- the people that are following it. And it's cool to be hands on. And that's another reason kind of why I started this is because COVID was an eye opener for me in that way of like, if you're going to be a songwriter or a musician and this is going to be your life, there was a time during COVID. I don't know if you remember or people don't like to remember this, but there was a thought that none of this shit was going to go back to normal yeah, and that maybe there'll never be live music. It's going to be live streams. And how many live streams can you do a year? Not very many. So I was like, well, I got to just re- release more music then. Yeah. So I definitely need this, this like, other side of my personality to really shine because I can't just do like under oath is to a level where like less is more as far as like touring and it, you know what I mean? You can't just do it like you did when you were building like under oath has right. built a following and it's to a level to where we can't even now after coming, like, we can't tour 10 months a year. That leaves me with a lot of time to work on other stuff. Right. So it, it was, it was really like a, put the gun to the head when all that shit happened. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to sit around and play video games and bitch that there's no shows and that, you know, you're running through your savings or are you going to fucking do something about it? So literally the second shit locked down, I was sitting in the back of my house, have this little studio set up. Uh, and I just, I it was like every day, just sat down. I'm going to work on music every fucking day. And I, I it was, um, it's, it's scary and dark of a time, terrible that was. And it was like a really, um, an eye-opening, like, I don't know. It it, it kind of put lit the fire for me in a way of like, I was like, man, I got to work like twice as hard. Yeah. Because I'm not going to sit around. I'm I'm not going to become a Twitch personality. And, and no offense to anyone <laughs> I, who did that. but no, I don't but see like, that for you, though. <laughs> I don't, like, my heart isn't in playing Call of Duty online. And I'm not calling anyone out that does it. Like, I just know that's not, like, I like video games, sure, path. but yeah, yeah, but like, I can't, I can't play a video game for more than an hour or two and be like, I'm bored. Like, I, you know, I feel yeah. like I got to do something. So, I knew that wasn't going to be. I know a lot of musicians made a lot of good money doing that, and like, they love that. And I just knew that that wasn't for me. So I was like, I just need to work on more music. Like, I just need to. So basically, what I did was load the chamber. You know, wrote an entire Underth record with the guys while writing an entire solo record That's and then just like let let's go the second thing is lifted it was like let's time to cook you know like <laughs> you know like let's go it so, was literally like do yeah. or die like i i remember that too even like 
thinking that concerts wouldn't come back, I made a vow to myself personally, just as someone who loves music. I was like, anytime a concert comes around, if I debate the ticket, like never again, because one of the, speaking of Tame Impala, they were uh, touring Slow Rush, like right before. One of my favorites, yeah. And it was amazing. And they were at the forum, I think like two weeks before COVID hit or the week before, I remember it was their last show. It was the last one before lockdowns happened. Money was kind of tight at the time. My girlfriend and I were debating it. And I was like, I don't know. Should we go? I don't know. And then we didn't. And I was like, I, who cares? I wish I had spent that money. So the second yeah. everything came back around, it was like a year ago, they went to the bowl and I saw them. I was like, never again will I debate things. I mean, even this, like MGK's, uh, not mainstream self, but her tickets to my downfall. This was like live at the Roxy, but it was so, I think it even says on your live stream. It was so weird though to like, hear this incredible album I was like oh my gosh this is like rock music I really want to hear for the first that's brand new for the first time since like emo days and I can't see it I like watched it on my TV in my living room I was like and even just watching him perform like no one else on the stage no one in the crowd just him alone I was like this is not no this can't be yeah it's not a no yeah Yeah, I I think that was a eye-opening thing for everyone you know, from what I'm gathering, like by being back on the road is like that exact thing of like, never again, am I going to sit one out and debate where they're going. And I think I always try to do that with bands that come through when I'm not on tour. If I'm friends with them, I'm always there, you know, unless something crazy happens or whatever. And yeah. bands that I'm fans of, bands that I'm fans of, I'm always there. I mean, I love music. Like even when I'm not performing it, like I want to experience it. So same that i'm glad to see that that was kind of an outcome from it i was worried that people were going to be scared to be in rooms because of just whatever like germs and stuff yeah it kind of i and i see that in some places but like most places you see this these kids that are like yeah i'm I'm not going to miss out on the show if your favorite band's coming to town like or one of your favorite bands or bands that you like you're going to be there because god knows like none of us know when the next thing is going to happen that literally we were just told we can't do shit, you know, like, and you don't ever know if it's real or if it's in, you know, exaggerated or it's fake. Like there's, you'll never know, but all you know is like, you can't do this and you don't get the choice. So that was a terrifying life experience for all of us to be like, man, we lived through that of this thing where I, yeah. And people died and there was all sorts of crazy shit happened, but you literally couldn't, go to work or go enjoy your life you had to stay at home and who knows the next time that's going to happen so it's kind of like living it up you know i think we're all it all gave us like this new lease on life in that kind of way of like man there's no better time than now you know like you got to live it now or otherwise there might not be a next time you know right when we were young like I I went this year and I know you guys performed the second week and actually when I was there and I I just had such a surreal moment speaking of what you just said where I was like not only is this actually happening but there was how many hundreds of thousands of people there and and I was like I will never take this for granted like I was exhausted and it was hot and I was like I don't care I will be here I think I was there for like 13 hours like I was just so grateful that it came back because like you said we didn't know if it would yeah yeah which is yeah i mean we we are up here rehearsing we leave for tour and our first show's friday so it's like wow that's coming up (laughs) yeah it's like we're we're about to 
embark on a tour and I'm like, I'm just, this, it was such a normal part of life for me for so long to where yeah. I, you know, I was just used to it. And now I'm just like, Oh my God, we get to fucking tour. Like, let's, let's go. Like, this is so sick. You know, and I, and I think excited again, like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. And that's the, and I feel that way with all the slow tide shit too. It's like, it's, yeah. that's what I've been talking about this whole time with the, like getting to do all this building and, you know, connections with people and hands on like and I'm like dude we're gonna you know when this as this builds and this takes off like there will be first shows very first yeah. tour very first performance very first headlining show very first festival like I get to do all that again, all over again. with this yeah and, it, and that's that's pretty pretty exciting it's pretty rad it's special, I'm sure, even like a little bit humbling to be like, oh, I get to walk through that again. Like you said, even connecting with fans or connecting with someone like me, like I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. And like, yeah, it is. It, and I've said this before is like, just because I'm the guy from Unreal doesn't mean I deserve any special treatment here. Like it's like if the music is good, it should stand on its own two feet. And if people don't like it, that's okay because most of the connections that I have people following me from is from the heavy side of the world i don't expect all those people to like it um but there's a huge demographic of people that don't necessarily like heavy music so there's music for everybody so yeah. um i do like i'm like i don't de i don't deserve to just get thrown up on main stage festival and play in front of twenty thousand people with slow time because i'm the guy from under oath it's like <laughs> no i gotta i gotta like cut my teeth here and i gotta like build this and i gotta get out there and improve why people you know and i'll i'm a live performer so that the, it'll be even better live because that's just my shit like i'm gonna make sure it's the coolest thing live like you know that's but i'm excited to there, there will be a first show at some point there'll be a first tour at some point there'll be yeah there'll be a first headlining show at some point so i'm excited um as things get going do you um do you completely decide all the artwork too i wanted to ask because i love it that you've had for the single yeah. so far Dude, the artwork. So um, this guy, Matt Miners, it, he was brought to me through the label. Um, and they, they were like, hey, what do you think about his work? I was like, oh, it's super sick. Like he works with some really cool artists here. And then he started sending stuff. So I, he was one of the first people to hear the finished record. So when he heard it, I was just like, I gave him like what I thought, like direction wise. But I'm like, but you are the artist, right? Like. I'm the artist in the music, but like, I'm not the art director as far as the yeah. visuals. Like, I want to see your take on this. So I sent him the the album with all the lyrics and then he started sending these single covers. I'm just like, dude, this stuff is fucking, he, he hit the nail on the head. Like, it's such a home run with it. Like, I can see that stuff on posters, on t-shirts, like yeah. all that artwork. And he's, and we, we've got more to come. So there's going to be many more singles before I drop the rest of the album because at this point, there's no point to drop the full album because there's no following there. So you got to just go single by single until right. you, you get you get somewhere. So um, there'll be there'll be another single by end of this end of March probably. I would think. I don't quote me on that, but that's about right in the timeline. I think so. Sometime in the I next know. <laughs> I know I have to shoot a music video for Slow Tide on the Unreal Tour because I won't be home in time to get it done before the release date of the next single. So that's kind of exciting, though. Just like have your projects going, like you said, the one with the band that's collaborative, your own single one. Like it's just, I'm sure it makes you feel happier overall. Like I know I get yeah. that when I have multiple projects going, you just feel creatively fulfilled. 
Yeah, man, I'm, I'm super pumped and I'm, I'm happy that you took the time to, you know, talk about this and share it with your followers and your Absolutely. audience. That's really, really cool. Um, I don't know if you need more from me. I've got the guys waiting on me in the car. Go for it. Thank we, you. We, so we can, we can, we can do more. If you want me to jump back on, I can jump back on in like 15 minutes or if you think you're good. No, you're good. I'll just, one last okay. thing I'll just say in general. Um, I okay. also, I really loved your cover of heart shaped box. It was like, Oh, cool. My repeat songs a couple months ago, just like your, your voice is very versatile in general. So I'm happy to see you doing. Thank you. Thank all, you. All, all I, the things. <laughs> I appreciate that. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time. And I'll, I'll ping you as soon as this is posted, probably the next week or so. Yeah. And we'll just mention that it's slow tide without the W and all the socials are slow tide banned for some reason. And that's because I wasn't thinking when I grabbed the handles, even though it's just me, it will be a full band live. Totally but, understand. Uh, <laughs> but, but I, so it's under oath banned for all the under oath stuff. So I was just like, Oh, slow tide banned. Sure. Blah, blah, blah. That makes sense. Create the page. Okay. I, I didn't really think that one through too well, but I think slow tide without the W is already taken. So, but it's S L O T I D E banned. That's on twitter facebook instagram whatever so okay. um anyone that's listening follow along because we're building this shit together so thanks for having me on thank you it was appreciate great to it. talk with you spencer awesome you too peace bye